You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome one, welcome all to the mixiest mixtape in the history of mixtapes. It is the NFC East mixtape, a production that you can listen to on any of SB Nation's NFC East podcast networks. That's Blogging the Boys for Dallas Cowboys coverage, Bleeding Green Nation for Philadelphia Eagles, Hogs Haven for the Washington Commanders, or Big Blue View for the New York. Good once again at Football Giants. You can also watch this show on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel or the Blogging the Boys YouTube channel. He is Brandon Lee Gotten from BGN. I am RJ Ochoa from BTB. Brandon. I've been dancing on my own for the last couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know how much to say. Um, it's okay. Um, I uh, I don't have much else to say either. I, You know, it was, it was a good I'll week. I'll let my it tweet stand. Um, my t- oh, yeah. You had a tweet, tweet that, that not a lot of people liked. Um, I do think I have two things that we need to address just from like a procedural standpoint for all the listeners. Um, mm-hmm. I had a handful of mixologists reach out to me and literally say some version of, I don't even watch or care about baseball, but I'm rooting for the Astros to root against Mm. BLG. Um, Obviously these are Cowboys fans that were saying this obviously had a lot of Philly fans who were rooting for the Phillies, you know, had some handshakes, congratulations, you know, sorts of uh, messages shared uh, over the weekend. Um, But yeah, our little culture here has, has those kinds of tentacles. How does that make you feel? Um, that's fun. Uh, you know, added a unique layer to the mixtape that I'm sure, you know, won't be here like every season, you know, uh, you know, like most years we're going to have a similar, relatively similar format or whatever, uh, or each week. So this is a, an interesting wrinkle that we don't know will necessarily come up again. Probably won't. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun that people, uh, want to be involved, uh, beyond just, uh, listening to us. It's cool. Now, let me say this. All right. And this will upset you and it will upset all the Philly fans. But I have to say, sure. um, so Cowboys Eagles is maybe the best rivalry going in the NFL. Like, like who, who's who has a, like a more contentious rivalry? I mean, like Seahawks Niners back in the day, like 10 years ago was really great. But there's nothing, you know, at the level of Cowboys Eagles. But the problem with it and, and I don't think there's really a problem, but like Cowboys lose a few weeks ago. It sucks. I have to write the article that I did um you know a blog of the boys whatever uh had to give my apology letter here about aj brown like i love all the kind of uh you know taxes we're having to pay on on behalf of of our sports teams here but on some level it was like okay well they lost but they'll play again on christmas eve like you always kind of have that right after the first game and even if if you get swept right like the eagles did last year it's like well we'll come back next year right there's always the guarantee of like we're gonna get them once here we're gonna get to go over there once this is different this is a forever title that i have against the city of philadelphia i i have literally slayed this city in a championship round i am the king of philadelphia all right um really (laughs) bad vibes when it comes to 
uh, like when, once the union blew that lead in the MLS cup final, like oh, I already didn't yeah. feel good about the <laughs> Phillies chances, but I was like, there's no way the Philly, there's like a, literally a 0% chance the Phillies are going to win this game. Even when Schwarber hit that home run, I was just like, no, it's not, this is not going to happen. It did um, have this like, like, um, I know Philly fans are like, were really uncomfortable. Like, I don't mean Phillies, but like the like general kind of Philadelphia fans were uncomfortable prior to the season, right? Like, I don't like all this, all these good vibes. You know, we, everyone needs to underrate the Eagles well, again, blah, blah, blah. Um, no, but I don't it, think everyone was saying that. No, 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 not, not everyone, but some people were saying that, right? Like, you know, that's a, that's a silly thing. But um, that loss did have this like, oh my gosh, of course we would be the, the city to lose two championships in a single day right like it was it, it set that up ever. <laughs> right like, like it it set that up where you you're like mine goes to that worst possible place um my last you know uh victory lap i want to take i was told citizen banks park citizen oh, come park on was this so wrong impenetrable fortress that could not be conquered that's all i want to say i mean yeah. how did it go when the astros got down in the one game early on they crushed them the other I game, mean, they got no hit. I, I There's nothing say, to like, cheer for. How are you supposed to cheer? And I will say I was there at that game, embarrassingly, till the end. Like The fans were still in it to the end. And there was some tweet out there about how fans were exiting. That wasn't true. I was there. Um, You know, right, maybe right. like a couple people here and there. But the masses were generally there. There wasn't like swaths of empty seats. Um, They stayed till the end. And they did cheer for a team that was getting no hit. Um, So I don't – I'm not going to give you that one. Uh, The team no, no, no. I mean. Give. I say this in the full team, grace. The Phillies didn't give anyone to cheer anything about. Like, if, if uh, my point there was that if the Phillies give like the fans like a little window to cheer about, I don't think the Astros were coming back from that. And I, we saw that in the first game in Philly. But the last right. two games, they didn't give them anything to cheer about. The second game, again, they got no hit. And the third game, like the crowd was like trying to will them into that one moment. They had so many chances in that game. They had, like so many chances, so many runners left on on base. And it just didn't happen. It was just the, you know, um, bad luck. The, the final game in Philly was incredibly stressful, obviously. Like, and I will say like, it, it was, it was not like the Astros cruise through the Mariners. I was never worried throughout that series. I was never worried against the Yankees, but I will say, and that's why I, I love the mixtape. Like this is my favorite show that I do. Um, I don't know if it's your favorite. If it's not, it's okay. I have another one that I do with you. So if you pick that one, I, I'm still a winner in that sense. Um, but um, it was more stressful because of the mixtape, because of the like relationship oh, sure. th that we have going on here and the culture and everything that we've like, like it, it was a, a constant thorn in my mind. Like if the Astros lose, I'm going to have to hear about this forever from so many people. Exactly. Um, so I'm obviously on the other side of that spectrum now, which feels great. Um, uh, but it was, it was a really fun week. Um, really fun. Sports should be that way. Sports should be full of jubilation right. and pain. That's the way sports fandom works. I'm also glad it's over from a standpoint of it's just too much. Like, it's too much oh, it's a lot, it was a lot to focus on. Yeah. Like, yeah, especially the short week, the Eagles playing on a short week, and we can transition to them. But yeah, it was just like, it was just too much because it's like, I have to watch the games at night. Like, I can't. And I'm like, right. fine, it work. It's a short week. It's just like, this is too much. There's too much happening at once. It's fun, but like, I'm kind of glad it's just over because it's just like, okay, now I can kind of like get back to my life a little bit. So, um, to tie a bow on all the, the necessary things, uh, if anyone sees Brandon's Twitter profile picture, he has paid up. We're unlike one of our colleagues. We'll just leave it at that. We're people who pay up on our bets around here. All right. So, I mentioned I, I didn't bet the AJ Brown apology letter, but it was necessary. So, I gave it. Uh, I wrote the article at Blog and the Boys. We talked about that after the Eagles beat the Cowboys. Um, you have changed your Twitter profile picture. You did that last year after Dallas beat Philly in week three. Yeah. Uh, but this year, instead of the Blog and the Boys logo, it is Jeremy Pena uh, with the World Series trophy 
Um, just looking all sorts of badass um, as the World Series MVP. So uh, we didn't specify this, but I thought you would probably have it till the day the Eagles play. So till Monday. I don't know if, you know, whatever. Those are some loose parameters. Um, but I think everyone assumed that was a bet payoff. What I have to address, and I think I was a very good sport about this. I don't know if you had a hand in this, uh, but in case anyone does not know, at SB Nation, <laughs> we have a group of expert uh, picks that, that we make uh, every week. Um, and the rules are, everyone should read these, by the way, at SBNation.com every Thursday. Um, whoever performs the best in a given week gets to write a tweet for whoever performs the worst. You've never been either one, right, so far this season? No, I was I was very close. I think I was tied for a best yeah. recently, but I lost out on the tiebreaker, which is kind of a it's a finicky tiebreaker, which you also lost on. So I will acknowledge that it's a, it's a very like subjective right. tiebreaker, I think. But whatever. Um, yeah, it's stupid. Um, I will say that. Uh, but um, I lost. I was last um, this week, and Gina Kelly, our great friend, uh, was first. And again, I'm going to assume that Brandon had a hand in this uh, because when it was announced in our Slack chat that Gina won and I lost, Brandon said, what, what was your line? Like, I'm available for, for consult or what? I forgot exactly yeah. how you put it. Um, so for my first question, before I read the tweet, did you work with Gina on what my tweet wound up being? I mean, she reached out to me to consult me. Yeah. Well, after you offered your your like consulting, sure, skills. but um, she didn't have to take me up on that. I was not pressuring her. I did not message her. Of course, of course. So I'm I'm pulling up the tweet right now. So I had to write this tweet, and again, I think I was a very good sport about it. It went, um, I wouldn't say it went like viral, but it that's it, seventy it, it had, retweets and one thousand four hundred and sixty likes. It had the um, effect that I think you wanted it to have. Um, I think Gina was just happy to be a part of something funny. Um, so, um, man, I can't find the tweet now um, as I'm looking I for it. I can read it for you. Um, if the Cowboys just had a truly good quarterback like Jalen Hurts, they'd be undefeated this season. <laughs> yeah, so who literally wrote it? Like, did you, like, uh, that's my first question is who literally wrote this? I'm about to get to the, the division, but, like, did you, like, send this? And she was like, I like that. And, I'll, and, and, and then she sent it to me. I just threw out some ideas and, okay. uh, you know, something along the lines of this. Well, so um, the way it's written is really internet-y. And a lot of people naturally assumed it was sarcasm, which it wasn't. It wasn't even like me being sarcastic. You know, it was just mm -hmm. me like literally saying it. Um, and then there were a lot of like, is this your I'm kidnapped tweet? You know what I mean? Whatever. Um, so I want to give a shout out to the people who like assumed something was up. Um, but um yeah obviously i don't feel that way um if, if that wasn't obvious um uh, but yeah i would say of all the tweets that any loser has had to write so far this season none of them have created the chaos my mentions were a disaster and they weren't like a disaster of like you know people coming at me uh, they were a disaster i don't know if you like check through this they created all sorts of arguments like all sorts of people arguing with one another like based off right. of this tweet um and so, so it was just kind of insane um how it, that's kind of how like twitter works obviously but like how how people mm. can like turn something into their own like kind of rallying cry for a fight okay uh i'm glad to cause chaos or contribute it was to causing chaos very chaotic um okay so it was a very weird week in the nfc east now that we've gotten all that taken care of uh the eagles played on thursday night obviously one day after last week's episode um it was a little bit close we'll get there the cowboys and giants are both on by the commanders came close i have a commander's take that i can't wait to get to but first we have to talk about the eagles wow. um do you feel like 
look, a win is a win. So like nobody, I think it's dumb to be like, what a bunch of losers. Like they won whatever, but did it feel like a more franchise history? (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you were really uh, sensitive about this on the look ahead last week, but do you feel like it was, um, well, that's, those are not my words. They're stats words. Uh, do you feel like it was a weaker, maybe not the weakest version of the Eagles we've seen this season, but a weaker version relative to the norm that we've seen so far? I mean, they didn't cover. So, yeah. I mean, although if Jake Elliott makes a 50-yard, 53-yard field goal in a dome, which usually I would trust him to do that, they would have covered. Uh, so it was a 12-point difference in the end. Um, spread was 14 or 14 and a half, I think, by, the, uh, by game time there. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's not an A plus win by any means, but like when you consider the circumstances, um, the Texans, I think are really bad. I've outlined that at the same time. I think they played like prior to this game, they played five, one score games. So it wasn't like they were getting blown out every single week. Um, also I would say played that many one score games. Yeah. The Texans. And, uh, also Anytime you play on the road on a Thursday night game, it's typically not like, you know, an easy spot for the road team, especially in that matchup. So like, I'll allow all that. Um, I will say moving forward, the biggest concern is the run defense. Like that's what came out of this. Obviously the Eagles are just not a good tackling team. I've highlighted that before here on the mixtape, like as I don't know, back in like week four or whatever, I was going through all the stats. So that's definitely a concern. No Jordan Davis. That certainly hurts. I would say that, uh, not to excuse the tackling issues, but to point out that if you're not a good tackling team, probably like a short week Thursday game is also going to exacerbate those issues. Like you're not going to have a better tackling performance when guys are tired uh, on top of not being good at tackling already. Um, so I would certainly say that that did not help. And uh, by, by virtue of not having to play another short week like that, that is certainly something that works in their favor. Um, but on the whole, I'm not like concerned in a huge way after this game, because again, they won. They're eight and zero. I also think some people's takes that like, oh, the Eagles are clearly they're undefeated, but they're not the best team in the league. Didn't really age well with the well, Bills the, the Bills the look. Well, yeah, the, the Bills yeah. helped that argument a lot themselves, right? Um, and the and Chiefs the Chief, almost losing to the Titans. Yeah, they they didn't have their way with the Titans like I thought they would. So I agree. I still don't personally. I have the Eagles second in my power rankings. I have the Chiefs first, just because the, like it comes down to Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts, and I that's not a shot at Jalen Hurts. It's just Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. But I mean, you're, I still think you're they're right on that tier. Yeah. Yeah, no, I certainly. I mean, they're, they're, I think people thought for the last like month that there was like a tier of like the Bills and Chiefs in whatever order. And then the next right. tier, however, however far down was the Eagles. I do, I'm no. more willing to put the Eagles in that mix now. But some of that is, like we said, it's the Bills and Chiefs coming down uh, as, as much as it is the Eagles also coming up. Um, I don't understand the, the phrase sliding doors like that people use a lot. I don't, I, I like, I don't know what that means. Like, um, like in just normal language. Um, but I do think there's a, a sli- as I understand the phrase, there's like a sliding doors effect happening with the Eagles here where, so, and it's really just based off of last week, which isn't fair. Like, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but like, obviously a, again, like, I don't know. What do you want to call Like a B minus win? Like if you're the one who said not an A plus, like even if it's a B minus, like it's fine. You'll still take a B minus win over an A plus loss. Um, but mm-hmm. so, okay. So you're talking about like a team coming off a, a proverbial B minus win. I, mm-hmm. I'm more interested in their upcoming, you know, games than I was like, I think okay. a month ago, these games, and I, I'm not even saying like the Eagles are about to lose all these games, but a month ago, mm-hmm. I thought they were far easier wins than the way I feel they're going to be now. I still think the Eagles are probably going to win most of these games, but mm-hmm. Washington on Monday night, I'm kind of 
like little bit interested, like the the bare minimum level of interested, but still, you know, whatever. At Indianapolis, those losers. Um, the Packers, <laughs> ultra losers. But this four week stretch that starts in week thirteen, Tennessee mm-hmm. at New York, at Chicago, at Dallas, even New Orleans can be plucky, but not really. Um, when you're recording this Tuesday morning, they were awful on Sunday night. Plus, that's the uh, the yep. first round pick game. That four week stretch, I like I. I, I don't find it to be like impossible if you if you came back from the future like they lost two or or three of those games like that would be the the point where the, where things unraveled just a little bit in my mind. Well, yeah, the Justin Fields reckoning is obviously coming for me. Which, <laughs> by the way, just like uh-huh. someone said to me that like I had to like apologize for my Justin Fields takes because of his performance he had in a game where he averaged four point four yards per attempt, four point four yards passing yards per attempt. It is. I have to it's apologize. kind of funny how people are equating him that. or likening him to Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah. So it's, it's funny just like for the BLG-ness of it all. Uh, but you're right. Mm. That reckoning is coming hard for you. The, the way the Broncos reckoning came for me last year, you're getting and the, just and, and how, Yeah. And how Jeff Saturday is going to lead the Colts to a win over the Cowboys. Um, okay. Like, uh, let's be yeah. honest. Like, a, a reckoning can't survive Jeff Saturday. Like, I feel pretty safe about that one. But the Broncos one I wear proudly. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So that is a tough stretch there. Jordan Davis can be activated as soon as that Titans game. We don't know if he will be ready in terms of his recovery. It was a four to six week timeline. That's on the early side for that. So he could potentially be out if the six week holds till the Cowboys game early on Christmas Eve there. Um, So yeah, that's certainly a tough schedule. And for the sake of the Eagles have to play on the road for the Giants game, the Bears game, and then the Cowboys game. And as we've talked about times, many times before, just team, any kind of team that has to play three straight road games typically does not fare well in that third straight road game. It's just a lot. It's a lot to ask to have to fly around, travel like that, back to back to back. Um, so certainly, yeah, you know, I do think they're going to lose at some point. I do not agree with this bizarre ESPN uh, article that had like a, I use this for my link title today, including There was an NFL executive who said a few late season losses would actually help the Eagles. It's so dumb. No, it would not. Um, um... But yeah, I mean, a loss is going to come probably at some point. Um, so something I do you think the Cowboys one won't because that's like Fox's diamond. But do you think that the Giants probably not the Giants? I think that Bears game that that's Eagles at Chicago for what it's worth is maybe a, a candidate to get flexed in the Sunday Night Football. I don't know if you, like right now as we're talking um, next week's Chargers Chiefs game got flexed in the Sunday that. Night Football over the Bengals Steelers game. So we're at that point in the year. Um, Sunday Night Football that week is the Patriots in Vegas. Um, Mm. So not exactly like a juicy game. I could see it. And the Eagles-Bears week, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Eagles-Bears, like it's two huge markets. Like, And depending on on what the Bears do between now and then, obviously they're kind of ascending even though they lost this past week. They're they're more entertaining. Like Chicago being a, a stimulating team is good business for the NFL. Um, so, and they don't get a lot of opportunities to flex them in, into prime time. So I, I think they could capitalize on that. I mean, plus the bears between now and then have the lions they're at Atlanta at the jets, then the Packers, and then coming off their bye. So they could be coming off like a win against the Packers. You know what I mean? It's possible. Um, my last Eagles question before we move on here, um, what is your take on the take that is floating around? There's a lot of Cowboys fans, um, dropping this. Um, we talk a lot about how the last undefeated team a year ago was the Arizona Cardinals, and they have like not recovered at all from that. Like, like they, they, they have like deeply fallen. Uh, but a lot of people are equating this team to the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe not the team, but like the people think the record is similarly That's hollow. Dumb. I I don't think that myself. I do think that there's 
I think if you get to this point, and this isn't about the Eagles, but like, remember, was it um, 2013? The Chiefs made it to like 13 and 0. Um, like the Chiefs and Broncos were both undefeated forever, and they both, and then they beat the Broncos before ultimately losing. I think if you get to like 10 and 0, 11 and 0, I think you're naturally just a little bit overrated because something like wonderful has happened to get you to that point. I don't care like who the team is, but like you, you've gotten lucky, and like there's going to be some holes to poke in you no matter what. The Eagles are a very good team. They're not the 2020 Steelers. Um, no. I don't think they're the 2021 Cardinals, but I, I do think that if you try, you can pick at some things, but you can do that for every team in the NFL. Yeah, the Steelers comparison would be bad for multiple reasons. I mean, first of all, you know, that was a weird year on the whole COVID and there's no crowds. So like, you know, it's easier to play on the road when there is no crowd noise. Um, also, uh, did the Steelers have a quarterback that people were like, this guy could be the MVP? I don't think so. I don't think people were saying Ben Roethlisberger was playing at an MVP level. I think it was very clear the defense was the strength of that team and he was doing like just enough to get by uh, as clearly not the Eagles formula here. So yeah, definitely not a good comparison. Um they're not unbeatable. I, I just saw uh, Football Outsiders had the Eagles like 15th out of 25 teams in DVOA history. So that's since 1981 to be 8-0. So like, like through the through eight games, just to be specific, right? Yeah, yeah, to be. Right. So they're like, they're not one of the worst 8-0 teams ever by right. any means, but they're also not one of the best. They're somewhere in the middle there. And I think that's fine and uh, reasonable to say. Still a team that has never trailed in the second half this year. Still a team that has had at least a 12-point lead in every single game. They're like, they're they're a very good team in a in a league. So everyone wants to do, you know, and there was graphics like this. I know you and stats got tagged in them. Like, who did the Eagles beat? You can do that for literally any team. Like, go through any teams. Who has, like, an impressive resume right now? Do the Cowboys have an impressive resume? Who's the best team they beat? The Bengals, when they were really struggling early on and also, like, just got blown out by the Browns and Jacoby Brissett. Like, like what's what's the Cowboys' signature win that looks great on their resume? Um, I'm not. So first of all, this isn't my argument, but <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm not arguing right. with you. I'm just saying like against I, the that premise that oh, Eagles haven't done anything. Who I who has that, done something? I think like the mount that people put up for certain teams is um is specific to the time of year you beat them. Like I'm not. I'm not saying the Cowboys beating the Rams was impressive. I picked them that week with Cooper Rush, but it was more impressive than it would be now. You know what I'm saying? And like, and and the opposite side of that spectrum. And I, this isn't a shot of the Eagles, but like, I didn't think that I, I thought the win against the Vikings was impressive when it happened in week two. I'm obviously a believer in the Vikings, mm-hmm. but I, I don't, I didn't think it was impressive. You know, like as much as I would think if they beat them today. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it like things, circumstances change. We talk about that all the time. Um, I would say that maybe the team. Uh, Miami's probably the team that has like the the resume, right? Like, they beat Baltimore, they beat Buffalo, right? Like they're they're the team that's kind of survived My some Dolphins. of those things. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, that would be the one. Um, maybe that's about it. I mean, that, that's about it. It's tough. And Tua tough. hasn't I mean, uh, lost the game where he's finished or started and finished. Yeah. If if Minnesota beats Buffalo next week, that would be. That might be the most impressive one of the season because you would have this like you beat the pissed off Bills, right? Like that's the take everyone's got this week is like, oh, the Bills are going to be all upset because they lost. Blah, blah, blah. And it's in Buffalo um, or do, we, do you know that? That is in Buffalo. Yeah. Okay, that's the yeah, first game they're going to yeah, play. The sure. next the next one will be in Arizona, just so we're clear. Uh, but um, but yeah, anyway, um, what a good time. I, my Vikings, I believed when nobody else did. I was laughed at. I was scorned. Um, we obviously don't have a lot of Cowboys things to talk about with them um, being on their bye last week. Thank you, Bear. What do you make of this? Actually, let me phrase the question this way, as Bear Barks. On a 1 to 10 scale, with 10 being the most, how much would it ner- how, how nervous would it make you if the Cowboys did sign Odo Beckham Jr.? Yeah, I thought that's where this question was going. Uh, probably like a 3. Because um, I, I, I don't know where he's at health-wise, you know. He, 
the ACL tear was what like this pretty late it was February um like by and obviously different players different severities but for example uh Tyree Jackson who was a tight end for the Eagles um and Brett Toth who's a backup of the lineman they both got hurt in that week 18 Eagles Cowboys game last year and like they have not even been activated yet to the to the roster so um they're they're about to get there potentially but like you know that's like so basically that was a whole month before OBJ so obviously there's time before the end of the season here we're only in November there's a whole month to go but it just it seems like um it's certainly better than not signing him I think it makes them a better team potentially but I just don't know like how much I would be scared of him because I don't know where he's really going to be at health-wise and, and how much he's going to be able to contribute I would feel like it would be a, a role player kind of at most I think it's like I don't I don't know that there's a move any team can make that like takes them from like zero to ten on any type of scale but I do think it would be very exciting and I I'm starting this is not the yeah. normal like um, Cowboys are connected to X player and like just kind of rumors like this feels really real uh, compared to most other things. The Cowboys were connected to Brandon Cooks right before the trade deadline. They were um, on Sunday when the like report really started about the Odell interest uh, buried within that was that they tried to trade for Jerry Judy as well. So you're talking about they, they tried to trade for two different receivers. Odell's a free agent, right? Like it, it just makes sense for them to do that. I think he's the best possible option for them. They clearly have a, a weakness at, at receiver right now. And I, you can make an I, I could sit here and make an argument like, well, Dak missed five games that changes like, you know, things. But, you know, other receivers have found ways and blah, blah, blah. Uh, people are making a big deal about how no Cowboys receiver has had a hundred yard game this year. I mean, that that is so like meaningless to me. Um, but if Odell comes in, I mean, if you're top three receivers and I understand he's come back from a torn ACL, Michael Gallup's coming back from a torn ACL. He's been back, obviously, right. for a little while now. It's taken him and a little while to kind of. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean. I, I don't think it like, boom, Super Bowl, like right away. But I do think, I mean, I, I think they have to do it. I, and I, I mean, it it really, it, it would it would make me feel all the more confident in their offense. And so um, I hope it happens. That's kind of where I'm at. It would be, it would be fun too. Like, I, I can't remember, like it might be T.O. The last time they got like the superstar personality, like somebody on that level. Um, so it'd be really fun. It'd be fun to see Odo back in the division. Like, couldn't you just see like, you know, the graphic or whatever the like package that Fox would do ahead of that Cowboys Eagles game with Odell, like warming up at at t stadium, like wearing the hoodie and stuff. Like it just, it feels very like NFC East Cowboys. This is the most NFC East possible thing that can happen in this year of the NFC East mixtape. Like we've gotten all sorts of treasures this year. Carson Wentz traded in Washington, mm. the Astros Phillies world series. Give us Odell on the Cowboys ahead of a Christmas Eve matchup against the Eagles. We need it. I wouldn't, I'd like to see him go against the Giants, too, obviously. Uh, I don't know when the Cowboys play the Giants next. Okay, so probably not then. No, um, yeah, probably not ready until December. I uh, I never liked – I was never an Odell guy. When he, Even with these, the Giants, I know he's talented. I can acknowledge that. But super big loser energy vibes when he was there. And uh, just, I mean, the, like, the again, end was really, really bad, like from a vibe standpoint. But, like, but there was... were cracks in the armor along the way there. Like there were things I saw like leading up to that. Like I was just like, I know this guy is a talented objectively, but I would not want him on my team because he's bringing this loser energy that I just, I'm not buying into that. Like I'm not buying into him being on a successful team. And obviously he just won the Super Bowl with the Rams. Um, although, you know, they were just so loaded and everything. I, I don't, I, so he was just a complimentary piece at that point, as opposed to the guy. I don't believe in him being like, you're very, like your leader of the team, your best player. Kind of, I don't believe in that. Um, and that's not what he would have to be clearly for the Cowboys. Um, but I never believed in that. And, um, 
yeah. So I don't know. I'm not like super concerned about it, but um, more than more than not at all. So yeah, I'll stick with the three. Um, the trash is here. So Bear is pissed off. Bear is also really proud of Justin Fields. Like that's his um his dude now. Apparently, um, four point four yards per attempt. This is the victory lap. People are taking four point four. I, I, do I know he had a great rushing game. That's great. Which is more sustainable? What's going to hold up his ability as a passer? There's ability to run for like a hundred yards well, every game. I mean th- these. I don't want to like. I'm not having this conversation, but like, 116 net passing yards. I'm not 116. Like, I'm I'm not advocating for him, but again, this this feels very Jalen Hurtsy, right? Like we didn't know. Like can he can Hurts he evolve better a, than this? I, look, the question was, could Jalen Hurts evolve as a passer? He did. I mean, and and he's done it in his third year, right? Like so I, that that's going to be the comp is like watch out, blah blah. blah. We're going to see all sorts of like we talk about like the graphics. There's going to be like uh, Justin Fields first two years graphic comparison to Jalen Hurts' first two years graphic comparison, which will be even more annoying if Jalen Hurts does win MVP, which I think he's the front runner for right now. And if I, well, I think yeah, his, Alan losing. I think his biggest competition is Mahomes. And I think that helps him. Like because it's so hard to win a, a second one. Like you have to do something even better than your MVP season. And it'd be very difficult for Mahomes to do that, obviously. But and um, also like if the Eagles remain undefeated, it's just going to be a kind of like right. a trump card there. It's like it's, it's going to go in their favor. Um so last thing on the Cowboys, this is, and I'm, I've, I feel like I've upset a lot of Philly fans, but, and this is going to upset some of them again, maybe you. I, so it sucked when the Cowboys lost to the Eagles, but I think you understand that there was this natural um, like reservation from a Cowboys standpoint. Like, and again, it sucks. Like it, it's never like not painful to lose, you know, in this rivalry. Right. But there was this natural, like, and, and like, yeah, as a Cowboys fan, you could talk yourself into like, oh, it's going to happen. You're going to do it. But like on some level, you know, the like ceiling of of what that game was for the Cowboys, right? With mm-hmm. Cooper Rush, your quarterback. And so I say this with like, with respect, it felt like Eagles fans were way more juiced for that game than Cowboys fans. Because you're, you're operating at full strength, right? Compared to the Cowboys. And so like, I didn't really feel like, like the full version of my Cowboys fan self ahead of that game. And I feel the way I think Eagles fans felt ahead of this week with the Cowboys going to Lambeau Field, Mike McCarthy going back. The Packers have been the big brother for the Cowboys and ended their playoff runs, you know, two of their better ones, obviously, in recent history. So this this feels really like, let's go show them. Let's go, like, drag them. This one's for Mike. And it does, like, at least the, the vibes I get from Justice Mosqueda, who I'm going to talk to this week for BTV, mm. is, like, Packers fans are so, like, apathetic about it. They're like, whatever, dude. Like, who cares? Like, come, fine, come hang 50 on us. We don't care. We hate Rodgers, too. You know what I mean? Like, it. but I, I'm very interested in the Mike McCarthy factor. Um, Question for you after you're done sneezing there. Uh, Bless me. Did Cooper Rush starting for the Cowboys explain why Micah Parsons didn't do anything in that Eagles game? Uh, again, like, I'm not saying, like, the Eagles shouldn't feel happy about the win, but you understand why there was a, a – like, it's not difficult for you. You, get what, there was a, a, you anyway, get what I'm saying, too, though, but go ahead. Mike McCarthy. I, I didn't dispute it. I'm just saying, like, that's a common thing. It's just, like, you can't – it's just, like, Cooper Rush explained everything about that game. Uh, anyway – uh yeah i mean this is a I'm justice speaking of justice our good friend from the sb nation nfl show if you are not familiar with justice and who runs act a packing company as rj said um has been saying leading up to this game for weeks even with the backers losing like just just beat mccarthy just beat the cowboys like that's their super bowl at this point because expectations have gotten so low there and i watched the uh packers lose to the lions on uh sunday and man just a, an all-time bad vibes team it's just like Lions, Lions have the, one of the worst defenses in years, years, and the Packers just like looked terrible. Couldn't get, couldn't, get, couldn't, could not get it done. Rodgers is 
like under throwing receivers, like just putting the ball. Like it was just that that team is in such a bad way right now. The energy there is terrible. So yeah, I mean, why they've they've lost all benefit of the doubt. No one can in their right mind pick the Packers like anytime soon until they show something to believe in. They've shown nothing to believe in. I agree with you completely, and that's why um, like people are like, is this a trap game for the Cowboys? Blah blah blah. Whatever. My my no. thought process on it is like, well. I, I mean, like, I think it is because of the emotion, right? Like, it, like, or it's, a, it's an emotional game because of McCarthy, because it's the Packers, because it's the Cowboys, you know what I mean? Like, all this stuff. And so, like, the, the way we've talked about, like, with the Eagles, like, with, like, the Steelers game, like, oh, is this a trap game? Go vanquish them. You know what I mean? Go, go, go end them. Like, go, 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 like, make, it's not a game. It's a decision. So go, go up there and just end the narrative, end the conversation, and just, like, get to work. So that's, that's what I'm hopeful the Cowboys will do, obviously. Um, okay, let's take a very quick break to hear our word from our sponsors. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Brandon, welcome back. Uh, during the break, you told me that you went and got a cup of Jello out of the fridge. What color is it? Red. Is that your favorite? I don't know if I have a favorite Jello. I'm fine with Jello, but I'm not like. I think red stuff about is, it. is kind of overrated. Like people are like, my favorite flavor of Gatorade is red. That's. I'm not really a big fruit punch. I'm not, what's your favorite Gatorade flavor? Melon. Oh, I think we've talked about this. Yeah, bad answer. Yeah. Uh, I like strawberry the best. I think it's the best. It's a rare. I don't think flavor. that's a real you can't flavor. Get it everywhere. Oh, it I've, is. Ne- it's, I've never it's had a rare it to that flavor. point. And not strawberry kiwi or whatever. There's like a strawberry like hyphen flavor. Not no, not that one. Like the actual just the strawberry. What color is it? It's pink. So it's like it's not like it's more pink than red. Is my question. Yeah, easily. Yeah, definitely okay. more pink. And uh, okay. I think that adds to it too. I like the aesthetic. I like how it looks. It's fun. You know what flavor um, doesn't age well as you age as a person? Um, you know, like when like Gatorade or Parrot has like the like clear or it's like a white, like like Arctic whatever. When you're a kid, that's super cool. And then when you get older, it's just like gross. So Yeah, the Arctic cherry, I think it is now. Forget yeah, it's, yeah, it's stupid. fine. Whatever. The New York good once again at football giants um were on by themselves. Um and I have to sneeze again, so I'm gonna fight it off. On Bless Monday, though, we found out thank you very much. I can do it. Um, anyway, uh, on Monday, we found out that even though they were on bye, they have lost a player, Xavier <laughs> McKinney, uh, one of their better players. So, uh, well, his explanation uh, was that he was in Cabo and uh, he was on uh, an ATV and had an accident with his hand. So he's going to miss a few weeks. What's up with the Giants and hand injuries, man? Like, 
It's not a good, not a good theme here. I mean, uh, RJ is still silent. He's yeah, I'm, I'm waiting there, on, on but, that. but it's it's okay. We normally don't do it at this um, this hour. We normally don't record. Um, but how big of a deal is this? It's a really big deal. I mean, he's probably been one of their. I think Giants fans would say he's been one of their best defensive players this year. I'd, I'd say, um, um, uh, I can't. Why? Uh, Dexter Lawrence has probably been their best. I think you'd argue, kind of like playing at an all pro level, really. But certainly in the secondary, I know you have a Dory Jackson there too. But I mean, McKinney's they're easily at the very least their best safety. Um, I think if we are, if I'm to be correct, we had Xavier McKinney on our all NFC East team. Um, one of the better safeties in the division, you would certainly say. That team's uh, going to be epic next year, by the way. Like, yeah, compared oh, to the last year. a lot of Eagles on that list. <laughs> uh, rip. I, you know what? I'm not, I've, I've taken my victory true. laps. I'm not, I'm not going to revisit the Hassan Reddick, Micah Parsons conversation. I'm not going to do that it. Was such like, that was such a throwaway line. That, like, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. That I don't even remember saying. And I also did not impassionately defend or passionately defend at any point. Um, oh, the Giants have two more games at home before their Thanksgiving Day matchup uh, against the Cowboys. Uh, they have the Houston Texans this week and the Detroit mm-hmm. Lions. We feel confident that they get to eight and two, right, before Thanksgiving Day. What, what are these games again? Texans and Lions. Um, yeah, both both at home, both at noon. I think they could lose one. Like, a, yeah, like maybe they lose that Lions game. I could kind of see that. One of those two. I actually I'm gonna say they do they will lose one. Not both, but one. They will lose one. Um wow. Lock it up. Um by the way, um you won your lock of the week last week on the look ahead. I pushed. Um so, right. you know, so tough, I lost. tough scene yeah. for me. But after that, we do get NFC East Mageddon once again. I don't know if I don't I hadn't realized this. I don't know if you realize this. Uh but no. so starting Thanksgiving Day, the Giants are at Dallas, obviously for, for Thanksgiving Day, as mentioned. Then uh, the next week, they host the Commanders. Then the following week, they host the Eagles. And then the following week, they're in Washington. So four weeks in a row, the New York Giants playing an NFC East game. That's crazy. Why? Mm. Why do that? Like, that's so stupid. But I guess this year, it kind of works out. I know, like, the Jets and Patriots are playing in, like, three out of two out of their, like, three games. I think there's a buy in there for one of those teams or whatever. So maybe it's three out of or two out of four. Um, But, yeah, just dumb scheduling. I think uh, not as bad as last year. It's <laughs> like really dumb. Um, well, to but... your point, the the commanders bear enough. Your point has been made. The commanders have their bye sandwiched between those Giants games, so they're two games in a row. We'll play the Giants. Um, okay. Um, how do do we think they split those? No, I think the Giants sweep them. I I, I don't think the I don't believe in them. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm. I think the commanders are like good enough to be cute, but. I mean, like, like that's what I like for next Monday night. Like, I think, like, oh, may- maybe it'll be like a little contentious, but like, I don't doubt that they'll lose all these games. Um, okay. Speaking of the commanders, I'm about to close this door to get Bear out of here, but it's time for Kirk Cousins talk. So fire people up. Um, I don't know. What RJ is throwing that to me. I don't know what it's supposed to. Okay, so the commanders lost to the Vikings. Um, Kirk had an 81.8 pass rating. So wow, he really lit him up. Um, uh. <laughs> Oh, you're back already. I, I look click to see on the uh, the stat line there. Yeah, I mean, I so how do you feel about my take? Because I had this take last week that I thought the Commanders' past couple wins said more about their opponents being bad than it did about the Commanders actually being like back and really good. I and agree. It's not like they got owned by the Vikings. 
Um, it was a, you know, a three point game ended up being decided on like a last second kind of field goal. Uh, but I would, you know, I don't, I don't think it was like the, the commanders were ever like, do they even have a, oh, so they did have a lead in this game. Uh, okay. They're up 17. They were, they were up by 10. I mean, yeah. so, and that, this was my thing. They were up by 10 and they were chanting you like that at Kirk. <laughs> and dude, that is the biggest big loser energy of all time. Like the, the one, like, it was dorky, but the one like cool moment of pride he gave you, you know what I mean? Like throughout his time there, and like that was not I, a moment of pride. They, that was a big win for them. Like, do you do you remember who they beat? Because I had to look it up. I didn't remember. It was, it was no, actually it was not that impressive. It was the Jameis Lightbox. Um, but <laughs> but still, like that's so lame, dude. Like clowning on this dude for for like, and he saved them after the RG three stuff. I mean, he gave them a viable franchise quarterback. Like you can argue about how good he was or wasn't or whatever, but he was a, a stable franchise quarterback for them, the most stable one they've had this century. And like that's so stupid to clown him like like he and and like he burned the team. Like they, they the front office messed that up. Like I thought that was so sure. lame from the commanders. Well, we should probably zoom out a bit here because speaking of so our you know, obviously this loss damages the commanders' chances of you know being a fourth. Uh, NFC's team in right. the, the playoffs. Uh, not to say it still can't happen, but uh, probably not likely, especially because they have to play still a lot of the good, the better teams uh, than them in the NFC East. Uh, but zooming out a bit here, absolutely need to talk about how it looks like Dan Snyder's going to sell the team. And as I've said on other podcasts, and you know, so originally it was reported as like he can, he hired the Bank of America to help consult. Uh, and it was kind of left vague as like he might sell part of the team or the whole team. But then I believe Jake Glazer said on Fox uh, NFL Sunday that like he's selling the team at some point, probably. So uh, as I have said on BGN Radio, uh, like I feel like there's this weird uh, thing that people do where they're like fans are like they acknowledge how bad Dan Snyder is. And maybe because they're decent human beings, they're like he should not be in the NFL because the NFL is a worse product overall with him in it because he is a bad, uh, clearly like not a great person. And, um, you know, you don't want that associated with the sport you like, but you know, if you're me or you like, you absolutely want Dan Snyder. Just, I want him to be there forever because then the commanders never have a chance to have sustained, sustained success with him. So like, I'm not like good because literally any other owner that the commanders get will be an upgrade. Even if it's like the next worst possible owner, it's still an upgrade and it, it doesn't look like it's going to be, I mean, I don't know how good Jeff Bezos and company are going to be as owners, whatever, but like they do have money. So they're probably going to throw a ton of money at a new stadium. They have like all the facility. money. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And players and free agency. So like that concerns me because that doesn't guarantee they're going to be successful, but they're, they're going to be in a much better spot than they are right now. So I'm not worried about this in the short term, but this is certainly a, like a long-term concern for me. Um, so it's not like I think the commanders are necessarily going to be a juggernaut, but they're not going to be like a, just a team you can automatically write off like they pretty much are every year under Dan Snyder. I have a few um, concerns. I think like what's your concern Dan level with that? Mike, mine's like a nine. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so like, so like to be very clear on the scale of like one to ten horrible person scale, Dan Snyder is a ten, right? Like he's he's a horrible sure. person. Um, he does not deserve an NFL team, right? Like in, in those no. vacuums, we agree. We're, this is like a Dave Gettleman thing. Like, please, Dave Gettleman, never leave the Giants. Right? right. Like, make make sure this right. team is as bad as possible. But like, you know, like BLG is not advocating for Dan Snyder. Just to be very clear, because that was the mind no. stats cleared up um, on the look ahead when we talked about this. Right. But so, um, I think what 
what concerns me is so like I I like I think we all like acknowledge Jerry Jones has had like some some bad seasons as the owner GM president of the Cowboys like from a football standpoint, but he's also had some really successful ones. Like, and I, I don't think Jerry's like as ill-equipped as people make him out to be. I don't think he's as equipped as he himself makes himself out to be. But like you know, like we agree, like the Cowboys have had high levels of off the field and on the field success in his tenure. Like the Commanders have not had any on-field success, like not at all, like nothing in in Dan Snyder's tenure. Like it is literally a hundred percent terrible, embarrassing, bad football production, save for RG three's rookie like, year. Yeah, yeah, a season here and there, but nothing sustainable. Right. So, like, you're literally getting rid of somebody who has com- like this. This was. I know we have like a lot of younger fans. This was a once very proud franchise. In fact, I would I would argue. I wouldn't argue it that strongly, but like prior to Dan Snyder's ownership, this was a more successful team in the division than the Eagles. Like the Eagles have kind of in the Dan Snyder era surpassed them to, to become a better NFC East team historically. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, for the longest time, Cowboys fans, their their top rival was Washington in, in this division. Yep. And so, I mean, he has, he has really messed this up. And so I'm concerned that they'll get better as a football team, but I'm also concerned. I'm not saying I think Jeff Bezos is cool. But, like, we're hearing all sorts of rumors, like, you know, like Matthew McConaughey's tied to it. Like, I'm concerned that they could become Jay-Z. Cool. Well, yeah, like, cool is not the right word, but, like, respectable and, like, a place you would want to go, like, a place you would want to play, like, a you know, like, if they do build a new facility or what a new stadium, like, they'll have all these new toys and gadgets and, and gizmos, whatever. And so they, it's mm-hmm. now, like, it's not just, like, man, the football team sucks, the, the stadium's falling apart, it falls on opposing players, you know, like, everything's terrible, blah, 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 like. I'm I'm concerned from a competitive standpoint about order being restored there um, because I'm, I've never been to DC, but or I have been to DC. Sorry, uh, I was in high school, but like probably a nice place to live, right? Like cool stuff. You get to you know be in the nation's capital, whatever stock you put into that. I mean, like you know, East Coast life, whatever. Like, I mean, you know, wasn't good enough for Bryce Harper, but I mean, you know, like he, he it, it would suck. I mean, it would it would suck if they got a lot better with with infinite pockets. And what would be really annoying, like to to be full football fan, Jeff Bezos, obviously Amazon, right? Like it, it, they would be like the most Thursday night football lead team. Like it, we, we would get like inundated with <laughs> all like, of their co- games are Thursday night football. Well, like they would they would have so much like marketing and like you know because the, an NFL owner theoretically would would have like a level of ownership over like some broadcast rights. Like, it would be they would become like the the way the Rams annoy us with how front and center they are in terms of NFL coverage. That would be them to a different degree. So, you know, uh, from our perspective, not good news, but certainly if you're a commander fan, then yes, I do. Oh, like from, this is the, this is the greatest time to be a commander yeah, exactly. fan in a long time. So yeah. taking myself out of the Eagles perspective for a bit, like, yeah, this is obviously awesome for them. They should feel amazing about this. Um, it's what they've been asking for um, from a, you know, if I'm again, to remove any kind of personal rooting interest and look at it from an NFL standpoint. Yeah. I think it's great that, that the commanders would get turned around and actually have a chance to at least be a viable team instead of being an automatic joke. Uh, every year and you're kind of just rooting against um, the inevitable. So yeah, uh, definitely a big concern. It's just like, it's kind of what we were talking about with the Giants, you know, when they got, which we can transition into here, uh, Dable and Shane, it was like, oh wow, this is now like, has the potential to be a legitimate yeah. Yeah, NFL franchise. Uh, and that's bad news for us, but certainly good news for them and their fans. I brought up Wink Martindale. I think that's a, like an important subplot to that because when you have somebody respectable as your head coach and a respectable general manager, somebody like Wink Martindale is willing to go be your defensive coordinator. When yeah. I, when it's you know Joe Judge, it's like, well, we got Jason Garrett. Like, and I'm not trying to bag on Patrick Graham, but you know what I mean. Like, it's you have to stumble into something as opposed to being able to procure something great. Um, mm-hmm. You're you're not like a hotbed destination. Um, so yeah, that um that stinks. Um, okay, it's prediction time. 
we have three games because the Eagles play the Commanders this week. Uh, so we will go in chronological order as far as how these games will happen. The New York Giants uh, will be hosting the Houston Texans, our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, as I say that sentence slowly so that my app can open up and I can look at it in front of me. Um, our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, who sponsor us over the SB Nation NFL show, have the Giants favored by six and a half points. I'll take the Giants here. I know I said they're going to lose one of their next two, so I guess I have them losing to the Lions. Um, uh, but the Texans are a tough team. I mean, Davis Mills is clearly not any good. Damian Pierce is a nice player, but I think the Giants defensive line can kind of handle him uh, with Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams there. And uh, I think they'll, they'll do a decent enough job of bottling him up. And uh, yeah, I mean, Texans just not a good football team. So, It'd be funny if the Giants like blasted them. You know what I mean? They'd be all, they would like the takes would be like, well, the Eagles had a little bit of trouble with it. You know, like it would it would be really funny. So from a chaos standpoint, that's what I'm ready for. Also, it would be the first time the Giants have really done that this year. Like haven't you know? It's all these one score games. They haven't like blasted anybody. Who, who's the team they've most um, like regard like irregardless of score? Who's the team they've most like? No, dominated? not a word. Well, I guess they did make it a word retroactively. Irregardless. Yeah, like who, who's the team they've most like like had their way with? Again, like irrespective of the score i, th- I think the, the answer is the packers i guess so yeah true wow interesting okay so I'm, I'm taking the giants too um again rooting for chaos the dallas cowboys are five point favorites at lambeau field against the green bay packers mike mccarthy's revenge yeah i'll take the i mean again no one no one no one should be, be like why what are you what are you hanging your that's a phrase we use a lot here what do you hang your hat on with it's it's like it's history that's all that you know what i'm saying it's like um like i asked a friend i don't mean to like you know go off on a tangent but i asked a friend because i tweeted this out too i I said who are the top five quarterbacks in the nfc and i was like texting my friend about it jalen hurts number one right what so uh my my friend jimmy who is um at game six by the way so once again shout out to the astros um you know he said well you can't really put guys like gino over aaron Rodgers and tom brady can you and i was like why not like (laughs) <laughs> like you, you can like i i, I mean, recognize if you're talking about legacy no but if you're right, talking no, no. about right like, now, we're, yeah. we're talking about who they are today like i recognize that it sounds or feels stupid to do that like in your brain if you've been watching football forever but like if you're just what like if you were an alien and landed here this season you'd be like this aaron Rodgers dude stinks like i, I think the five names that i settled on are jalen hurts Dak prescott kirk cousins which is just great for my brand um geno smith and then who's five like who's who's the the fifth name it might be Brady, um, or it might be Justin Fields. I don't know which one would upset you more. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> Who's the fifth? Who's the fifth best? Again, just pick a name. Like, give me the fifth name. So what did you say again? I said Hertz, Dak, Cousins, Geno. Those are the four, top right, four cool. quarterbacks in the conference. Who's the fifth? Daniel Jones? <laughs> I mean, so it's Daniel Jones. Tom Justin Fields is in the conversation for that fifth spot no, right now. Not. No, he is not. 4.4 yards per attempt, baby. Dude, again, it's more about, like like you talked about, the commander's win says more about the quality of their their opponents than it does, Hurts. like, them. It's more about, like, the quality of the no. field, no pun intended, than yeah. it is about Justin Fields. I think you have to go with Daniel Jones. I think you, I mean, you could say, I mean, Jimmy G on a good day is him, but he's, you know, the very That's what I'm saying. Like, think- I'm, I'm more willing to give that to Brady than I am to Rodgers right now. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can kind of talk myself into Brady being that fifth, but, man, it's... It's tough cookies right now in the NFC. Yeah, I guess I'd go Brady. Just okay. he, I think he does deserve more benefit of the doubt right now than Rodgers does. Right. Um, so we're both taking Dallas to cover the Packers. Five points. Lambeau Field. 
Yeah. What would your level of concern be if the, the Cowboys somehow did lose that game? It would be no, super like annoying. It, it would be super annoying to breathe life into this Packers team, right? Like, I would be annoyed if anybody, like, breathed life into this Packers team. But, like, for it to be the Cowboys, for and, like, because you, like, you would enjoy it, but, like, Aaron would have the, like, most smug quote of all time afterwards about McCarthy. And that would really irk me. Um, let me ask this question, a question this way. What would be impressive? for the Cowboys to do in this game? Because it's hard to do something impressive when you're like oh, an overwhelming favorite like this. But given the like tiny emotional, it's not tiny, I think it's massive, like emotional element of this game, what would be impressive? Just like a blowout win. I mean, however it comes. Uh, I would say here that, you know, I just raised the, the concern issue. Like if they do lose, um, I had a point. I totally forgot it. My bad. <laughs> Never mind. They'll come back to me in like five minutes when you're talking. It's okay. Um. So, okay, we're both taking um, the Giants to cover, both taking the Cowboys to cover. Final game, Monday night football. Um, Eagles' first Monday night. No, second Monday night game this year. Wow. Um, you know, they, they, don't, they give yep. the big boys only one Monday night game, so it's understandable. Uh, but anyway. Uh, this sense. one's in Philly. But the this, big boys in primetime less. This was – do you think uh, – before I ask you to pick, do you think that we'll see some, like, Carson Wentz moment, like, you know, like on field or whatever, like, you know. Is, I, actually, he might not even make the trip. He's on, you know, IR or whatever. Yeah, I don't IR. know, him, but so I mean, maybe he would come because, like, to, you know, see old friends or whatever. Because there was some of that going on before the Commanders game in Week Three. But um, I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, I like the Eagles in this one. They're they're double digit point favorites for the third straight week, which is you know, eleven is the line as of this moment. Just so we're all clear. Yeah, I think it was at like ten and a half on Monday. Um. Covering is a little tough because they the commanders have played teams you know competitively recently. Those teams have not been great teams: the Bears, the uh, Colts, and the Packers. So not like the most impressive resume there. Although you know they kept it close against the the Vikings. Heineke is certainly an upgrade of what uh, Wentz was when the, these two teams met in Week Three, and the Eagles were able to sack Carson Wentz nine times. And prior to the game. I was like, you can set your watch to Carson Wentz fumbling in a big moment, and that's going to, you know, be a, a big deal breaker uh, or be a big death knell for the commanders. And sure enough, it was. Um, although that game wasn't even as close as it looked. Like, and the final score was 24 8, but the commanders only scored on their final drive of the game, like clearly dar- garbage time. The Eagles had backup defenders in the game at that point. Um, so it wasn't really close at all. But I do expect this game to be closer because Heineke will at least give the Commander some kind of chance won't be as bad as Wentz was, I think, in that game. And then Chase Young might be back. Big deal. Uh, that's not confirmed yet, but uh, he he was his window has been activated. He was not activated for their Vikings game, but I think he might be able to play this week. So that's cer- certainly um, a factor as well. Uh, I will take the Eagles to win. Feel pretty good about that. Um, I'll take them to cover too, but it's close. I don't feel like amazing about it. I, I'll say they cover, but it's it's not like a lock. I would I'm not making this my lock of the week. I think it's a backdoor cover if they cover, like it's some sort sure. of like they, they, you know, like you get a touchdown with like six minutes remaining to kind of like you know cover the line. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm more, I mean, let me be very clear. I want the Eagles to lose every game, but like I'm more nervous about the Eagles this time around than I was last time, uh, just because you've, you've, you know, you've been on like the Wentz being terrible training for years now, um, and you were right, right? Like you, you know, there's like he's gonna fumble, like all the things happen, like that. That isn't mm. a factor. Like Taylor Heineke is like an adult, you know, back there. That that's not the right word. But um, are you aware of his tradition, by the way, Taylor Heineke's personal one? No. So 
when he wins, like when when he, when, he, when the Commanders win and he's quarterback, obviously, the he the week after, um, he rewards himself by buying a pair. I, I might have the like details of this wrong, but buying a pair of Jordans. I don't know like what kind. I'm not like a shoe person, so Rachel, you can. Well, he gets a bonus with each win too, like right because of his contract. Yeah. So Rachel, uh, who does a fantastic job putting this together, you can correct me on whatever the type is, and I say that respectfully because I don't know. I'm not that cool um he buys a pair in the colors of the team that he just beat you know so okay. so like after they beat the colts he bought like some blue and white ones you know what i'm saying so like um interesting you know, he might be getting a you know pair of midnight black or midnight green whatever in black and white you know do you really believe that, Jordans that he or, might do that i mean i do think we're we're approaching we're approaching the headline across the internet this the Eagles' first loss of the season was good for them. Like that that headline is lurking around a corner. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause and I think that there's truth to that. Like, I don't I, I agree with you. Like, oh, like losing multiple no. games, but like, it's it's such a difficult thing to keep like this thing going, right? Like to keep this like undefeated, undefeated. Like it becomes a bigger burden's not the right word, but it becomes a bigger thing every week. Um, Target so on your it, back. Yeah, it wouldn't like, ca- calling it a good thing is not the right way to put it. But I do think there will be like a natural relief, right? Like, okay, you know, like it's over. Like now we can just focus on the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Whatever. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know. But um, I think the I, I'll take Washington to cover. I, I'm not going to pick Philly to lose until Christmas Eve, at least. But until they they've lost, like I don't I don't think you, you should pick an undefeated team to lose until they give you a reason to. I know that they've sputtered and had moments where it's like, oh, but they've found a way no matter what. Um, but yeah, so, and that's every team too. It's just like it's not unique to the Eagles. Yeah um yeah so um i'll take philly to win washington to cover which would give us if we're correct in our wins losses that would put philly at nine and oh the cowboys and giants at seven and two apiece and the commanders mm-hmm. at five four and, and no four and six wow okay wow so um, kind of kill off any probably remaining hope or kind of for the commanders there yeah um so um Last thing before we wrap it up. What is a non-football thing that you, A, want to watch this week, and B, recommend to other people to watch this week? I'm so behind on, because again, like the World Series has been eaten right, up. Right. Like, I'm so behind on shows, so it's not even anything like new or interesting. I just, I I think I got to like four or five episodes, both in of House of uh, the Dragon and the Lord of the Rings show. So mm. I kind of just want to finish those, especially because I, you know, it's one of those things where uh, I also listen to some podcasts based around that, but like th- that's on hold too, because I need to watch right. the show first. Uh, so I definitely want to get to that. I've been like barely even keeping up with Survivor. I am caught up to date, but like, it's like, I have, I've been, I don't think I've watched live um, like almost most of the season this year, which is unusual for me. I love to watch it live. That's part of the experience for me. Um, although fast forwarding to the commercials can be nice. So um, because then I listen to the podcast too, the Rob has a podcast. The podcast. smartest so, guys around. Uh, I've not made it through all of those this week yet, uh, leading up to tomorrow. Uh, so I have to get caught up on those as well. So, uh, those are the two shows, House of the Dragon. I like House of the Dragon more. I think I don't know if I said that here. Uh, not that like it has to be a comparison between those two, but I think I like the drama more. I will say that the Lord of the Ring show has better visuals, but like that's nice. That's not really what I'm there for when I'm watching TV. I don't want the storytelling and the drama. Um, Lord of the Rings show is fine. I don't have an issue with it. I just don't think when you, when you do compare it, I'm just more like like House of the Dragons, like a page turn. I don't want to. I don't want to stop watching it. Like I can right. take a break from the Lord of the Rings show. 
Uh, we finished uh, Rings of Power. It was very good. Uh, certainly visually pleasing. Um, I'm, I, ha- I don't think I've watched The House of the Dragon since the NFL season started. Um, just that's yeah, that's kind of the way things it's it's difficult because it comes out on Sundays and then you're like all behind yeah. and then like you have yeah. new shows popping up. It's just it's really hard. Um, the thing you didn't answer in, in the ways I asked, but OK, whatever. Um, I kind of want to watch the Weird Al movie. I, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit interested. Um, so I kind of want to see you that. Like Weird Al? No, but I, I'm, I like stories. Like I like, you know, like documentaries like are stories. cool. I, I don't know what the. Can like, you name the, a Weird Al song? Um, the only one I can one? name is um, the. Or the, like the, a parody that he did. Yeah. The spoof on American Pie that he did for the first Star Wars movie. That I, that okay. song I always remembered. But um, mm. I, I don't know. Is, is it a biopic? Like when it's a movie about somebody's real life? Is that what the word is? Um, I like movies well, like it, that. What else would it be? No, I don't know the name. That's what I'm asking. I don't. I, it's not like an autobiography. Oh, okay. Like I, I'm asking if that's what it, what that kind of movie is called. I like movies like that. Like documentaries are cool, but I like a movie that's based on like a real person's real life, which is what this is. So I want to like learn some something. You know, learn, learn about where I recognize it's a movie, but like I'm interested in that. Um, so I'm you know we'll see. Uh, still got all the shows uh, normally. Something I would recommend to watch. Uh, we watched The Mole on Netflix. The Dude, I love the OG mole. Did you yeah. ever watch that back in the day? Of course. I love the I I love those so they were like honestly my, it might have been my favorite show. Those they so, were so good. Anderson Cooper and everything. Yeah. To tie all this together, um, over at BTB when the Cowboys played the Commanders, I had Dalton Ross on um, to preview the game because he's a Commanders fan. Dalton Ross covers reality television for entertainment. Um, does a great Survivor write up every week that I send to Brandon that he never reads. Whatever. Um, and he's awesome. And he recommended after we stopped recording, we were just chatting. He said, dude. The the new season of the mole that's on netflix is really 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 good so we watched it watch it it's a little reality tv ish like, like you got you gotta like you gotta surrender some like sense of actual reality to enjoy the show because it's a little cheesy but mm-hmm. it is very very classic og the mole i highly recommend okay. it. yeah so. the mole was great and i was a bummer that i didn't get to last uh like some other shows have for a long time like survivor um Watch Survivor, people. Come on. If you're not watching it, you're missing out. It's yeah. such a low barrier of entry, too. I feel like it's so, like, it, like there's, it's just appeal, especially for a sports fan. Like, I feel like it's just such a natural thing to like. Like, there's strategy involved. There's physical competition. I've, and it's, I, I think people get, like, scared off because of the reality label. Because I think when people think of reality, they think of shows like The Bachelor, which are also, I'm not trying to crap on those shows. I'm just saying, like, they're, that's just more of its own thing to me where I think Survivor like blends genres and audiences. There's people who like like it for the reality aspect. There's people who like it for the physical competition mm-hmm. aspect. So people who also might watch like the challenge, for example. Like there's it's it's a it's a melting pot, I would say. I would also you didn't even mention this. The social dynamic is what makes it social. That, that's that's my favorite element of Survivor is like there the is social gameplay. There for everyone in Survivor. You can't tell me like there's n- oh there's just nothing here for me. No, there's absolutely some aspect of that show you will enjoy. I guarantee it. Watch it. And um, like my son is, um, he's almost one. But like I would watch like this. Truly is like the most like it's difficult to find a show that like the whole family can watch and enjoy equally. This is yeah. up there. Like like the whole family can get something and it's like a cool. It, and I, tell me if you agree or disagree, and then we'll get out of here. The fact that it lands on Wednesday nights is like a oh. sweet spot like because because it's like it's like wednesday night we're, we're, we're over the hump tomorrow's thursday the good vibes are here like yeah, whatever it's, it's just it's a perfect collection of emotion especially during the fall just adds to it you're 100 percent right um yeah because what else is going on on wednesday night in the, in the you're, i mean I uh, lego masters which i also recommend lego masters is okay, really cool sure so with will arnett 
Uh, I feel like I can do a Will Arnett impression like decently, terribly, um, but we, not ooh, great. Let's hear it. I need something to read though. I'm not good at like I'm not good at doing impersonations because I don't know what to say. Like I can do the voice, but I can't. I don't. I need like I need to read off like a line because I'm I'm not going to be able to. I'm not good at thinking on my feet, which is you, you know uh, podcaster. They cast a Will Arnett to be uh, the, the voice of Batman in in, uh, in the Lego Batman movie, and um, you know my agent. I you know I, I was in the Entourage movie, and uh, and I, I was I was considering it, but you know I just I'm too I'm too dedicated to my craft, and you know I, I just I, all my I I wake up and it's it's grind, and and I and I when I'm done grinding I, I eat lunch, and when I eat lunch I'm, I'm watching film and when i'm done watching film i go work out because you know you, you got it's, it's a relentless pursuit of, of excellence that that's that's how you know maybe maybe when i'm maybe when i retire but ho hopefully that's a long time from now he, you know what i mean uh last thing i'll say is shout out to my friends uh, alex and ivy i'm visiting them in boston which is why my background is different if you're watching the youtube version for a little mini vacation during the mini bye week for the eagles um i have keiko their dog here uh where i'm pointing now and then i have monster over here uh, some great dogs. I love boxers specifically, so uh, mm. extra happy to see Monster. Sorry, Keiko, but you know, um, I will give a shout out to one of your friends too. Shout out to Holden and his Philadelphia Phillies <laughs> oh, no. that got worked in my Houston Astros. Um, <laughs> so you know, He's Holden, may, maybe uh, yeah, maybe don't write a check that your team can't cash. Holden, that's all I'm saying. You know, because you you tried to do that, you lost. You know, I I'll give you a lot of credit for living up to you know the Phillies losing with with a payoff, something you know that you've done. Feel that your Twitter profile pictures what has holden done what what honor does holden have you know just talking endless crap you he know didn't and make a bet with you i'm just saying like if you lose you know there should be some sort of payoff like you know like mm -hmm. I, i'm just saying i'm 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 open for business holden if you want to atone for for your misgivings on this situation All right. um wow um okay brandon uh let's get out of here give us three random <laughs> more we don't need to do more no, no no three i actually have been told by people that they enjoy this this part of the show um okay but, but i want to pick something different three random okay Songs. you're you're at a you're getting frozen yogurt you've already gotten mm. the yogurt portion right like whatever flavors are irrelevant here you can pick mm. three general toppings for your froyo what are they i don't Go. even know like what toppings are available generally um i'm not really a fruit guy so i can't do that I, in my mind maybe there's chocolate chips there okay i'll go with that okay um maybe there's some kind of like crushed up peanut Oh my gosh, the suspense. Right. You you disconnected right for a moment. You said recording. You disconnected. Oh, okay, so you said you said chocolate chips and then we lost you. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh peanut butter, like crushed up peanut butter cups or peanut butter chips. Uh and then um a third one. Uh these are all going on the same thing or I'm just yeah, all same thing. Oh man. Well, there's not really random then. I want these to kind of work at some level. Um what else would even be there? Uh can I say whipped cream? <laughs> No, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't go to a frozen yogurt place very often. I don't know what else would be there. Allow me to suggest, um, like crushed up Oreo bits or M and M's, something like That's, that. Okay, sure. Yeah, there you go. M and M's. Oh. I'll go with M and M's. All right. Um, go Cowboys and nobody else. Brandon, last word belongs to you. Pick a word. Word. Monster. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, 
perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 